Hi everyone. Welcome to the Desi Crime Podcast. I'm Ishwarya, your host for this episode. And I'm Aryan. Before we start the case for today, we want all of you to go over to our Patreon and subscribe for amazing exclusive features like merch, awesome extra episodes, early access episodes, video calls with us, and more. To help the podcast out and to avail these benefits, go to www.patreon.com/desicrime and select a tier that works best for you. We'd also like to thank our newest patrons, Priya Singh, Prashant Kotamarthi and Ishika Chatterjee. Any contributions you make in helping run this podcast mean the world to us. Welcome back to yet another episode of your favorite segment, the segment where we share community stories that we get on email. These stories leave you up at night. These stories shake you to your core. Welcome to Giant Chitti. Ho 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 ho! Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Ashara. How are you? It's the most Indian-sounding Santa Claus I have ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I I tried to do that deliberately. Yes, yes. Sure, sure. That's what I'm going to say. I'm <laughs> going to stick with that. Pointing Merry Christmas to everyone. It's almost that time of the year. It's snowing in the US, so it's looking a lot like Christmas. But Aryan is in India. Looking a lot like Christmas. Yes, and it is cold like Christmas. It nice. doesn't look like Christmas. It it looks like a bonfire in Delhi. I'm not going to lie. It, it smells like a bonfire. The entire city, I don't the think sky, that's a good the thing. air. It's not a good thing at all. <laughs> you know, there is there's no marshmallows. It's just the smoke uh, and horrible air quality. But that Jeez. being said, uh, Merry Christmas to all of our listeners and uh, soon to be Happy New Years. And why we're wishing it to you. belatedly is because we're going to be on a break next week and we'll resume episodes from the new years um so keep a look out for that and enjoy the time with your friends and family yeah we can't wait to get back to all of you in 2023 a whole new year with a whole new set of stories and experiences and a whole new set of these giant chitti stories crazy stories that we've been getting in our email so given the you know listener response and i know we, you 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 re- listeners are divided on the giant chitti yeah and the 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 amount of love is insane but of course there are some of you justifiably so just want regular story so here's what we have done given we have almost a million emails in our inbox which we don't want to waste giant chitti is just going to be a monthly segment from now on so once a month we will release giant chitti and so you know uh, that's a bit of compromise on both our ends isn't it i think that's a good plan yeah i think the people who love the segment will get their fix of about four to five stories every yeah. month and the rest of you get your regular stories as well by the way both of us are one of those people who love this segment yeah i really love this segment i have such a fun time making these episodes it's so funny our conversation is really funny some of you are incredibly funny in your emails the way you write your stories mm-hmm. are just incredible and your stories are really really freaky so i really like it yeah 
budding writers in the making. Absolutely. True crime writers. True horror writers. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. Aran, take us to our first story from today. All right, then. Um, this one, Ashwara, you know, it stood out to me immediately because of how well it is written aesthetically. So, hmm. Ashwara knows me, guys, and you can attest to this fact. I was the kid who used to make notes, you know, I was like a proper note-taking kid, and my yeah. notes used to be decorated with different kinds of pens and all. So, this person who emailed us has emojis interspersed throughout the email. Nice. Like, punctuation. So, I was like, you know, deserve to read it. And I read it, and I absolutely love the story. So, I think you're going to like it. Okay, I'm excited. Hi, Ashwara and Aryan. First of all, you guys are uppercase the best true crime podcast. <laughs> Desi crime is like food for my soul and you guys definitely serve the best platter. Fuck skincare. My night routine is to check if there's a new episode <laughs> on your podcast. I love that. <laughs> Congratulations on the Spotify numbers. Very well deserved. Wish you much, much more. So... My contribution is to your Chai and Chitti segment. And here goes my part, my own experience. An episode that I still vividly remember to my bones. It was 2014 when I was in college at Dehradun. Me and my best friend lived in a homely PG in the hills. After we moved in, we got to know the room we were living in was the bedroom of the owner and his wife. After the owner passed away, which was two months before we moved in, his wife shifted to another room and let out this particular room to us. We were absolutely not concerned about all of this. The family of five was living with us and they really took care of us like their own. We couldn't have asked for more. One month into the house, we started to notice some odd things. Like, water would automatically start running in the washroom. The fans would be switched on while we were away for classes. We often noticed food particles of snacks we didn't even have in our kitchen lying around. Initially, we thought we were being messy somewhere. We rammed up our checks, but nothing changed. One night, we stayed at some other friend's place, and the next morning when we came... The whole room was messy. The washroom was all wet. Floor had food all over it. Like someone lived in that room that last night. It was not possible for anyone to come as we locked everything before going. Such incidents continued. But there wasn't any eerie feelings as such. And these incidents were only a part of our group chats. Until my friend went to her hometown for a short trip. I was alone. It was the first time I was alone, so I started feeling uncomfortable. I couldn't sleep at night. The house felt cold and suffocating at all times. Two nights passed watching movies. The next night I decided, no matter what, I will have to sleep. I went to sleep at around 10-ish. My boyfriend called me at about 12-ish and said he has something to tell me. He told me he was getting back to his PG and will call me in half an hour. Time passed. No call came. I was angry as to why the hell he would disturb my sleep when he wouldn't call. So extremely frustrated, I wanted to get to my phone to call him back. I kept moving my hands around the bed but couldn't find my phone anywhere. What the fuck just happened? Of course, I remember I kept the phone beside my pillow. I mean, where else can you probably keep the phone while sleeping? I wanted to get up from the bed and put on the lights to search better, but my body froze. 
I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I felt like someone was sitting on the floor and watching me. Oh my I god. I was scared to death. I wanted to chant Hanuman Chalisa because Hindu <laughs> LOL that's so funny because it's so true. Um I wanted to chant the Hanuman Chalisa which I knew by heart but couldn't utter a single word. A few minutes passed like this and I thought to myself that if I have to live through the night I have to move my body. This is when I gathered all mental and physical strength to turn myself to the other side of the bed and I did. The moment I turned to the other side I was so relaxed to see my friend sleeping right beside me. I mocked myself for being stupid and unnecessarily scared. Happy to see her, I peacefully closed my eyes to sleep when in a fraction of a second I recalled she couldn't be here. She is at her hometown. I don't know what <laughs> happened after that. The next morning I was woken up by the PG family and my friends. I had high fever and was not even fully conscious. When I told everyone what happened, my boyfriend told me he never called. He said he knew I was sleeping early after two sleepless nights and he wouldn't disturb that. I didn't believe him. I instantly picked my phone to show the calls, but yes, no one called me that night. It was our last semester, so we didn't change the PG. But sure, no one ever stayed there alone. Lots of love and best wishes, anonymous. That is terrifying. and the fact that this person recited the hanuman chalisa while they were scared so accurate the amount of times i've done it and so the accurate. funny thing is i know my hanuman chalisa not because my parents pray or that i've done it while i was a kid or anything <laughs> but it's because i've watched a lot of hanuman cartoon movies oh i remember those they, <laughs> they were so good power and faith and like absolutely yeah, yeah. that is what any religion needs to do create animated cartoon, cartoon movies, movies on gods dude they're we, fantastic. we used to i love those hanuman movies they were the best i agree Barnan. hanuman returns is probably my favorite for oh those of you who are wondering oh my god that's such a classic <laughs> great movie a classic <laughs> all right what do you have for me okay let's move on to our next story By the way guys it's midnight in India when we're recording this so for sure it's you know in the noon afternoon yeah. i have to try and sleep after this recording so wish me luck and aran has a window in his room so aran make sure you look outside right, that Ashwara, window you don't have to remind me and you're you just aware just make sure nobody's right, watching Ashwara, you thank you let's 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 keep this rolling <laughs> right. let's let's keep this rolling the email says here shwarya and aran i'm l from andaman and nicobar islands Please don't mention my name if you choose to select the story. The person in the story also listens to your podcast. <laughs> I came across your podcast when you released the Jairaj and Benix case and that case broke my heart. And listening to your podcast encouraged me to work on stories on Andaman as a podcast. Hope I'll be able to release it soon. That by the way makes me so happy. The fact that some of you have heard this podcast and started your own podcasts brings me so much joy. So best of luck with that. Okay, to the story. So my aunt's house is in a really heavy forest area of the islands with very few street lights on the road. It gives the vibe of a haunted forest. So back in 2010 when I was 7 years old, BSNL company, which is a internet service provider, wanted to build a tower in my aunt's land in exchange for 8000 rupees of monthly rent. 
Fast forward to one year and the tower was built and my cousin who was 18 at the time was hired to take care of the generator room of the tower. And if you see the tower from a distance, the generator room always has a very bright red light on. One day in a freezing night around 10 o'clock, my cousin had to do a routine trip to the generator room. And so he did. But when he came back after 20 minutes, he was not the same confident, brave person I knew. He was trembling with fear and his temperature was really high. And when he told everyone what he saw, our whole family had chills down their spine. He said, and I quote, There is a devil killing children in front of the tower. My uncle ran towards the tower and there was nothing there. To understand why it's a big deal, we have to look back 10 to 20 years in the past. In Andaman, it was believed by everyone that when we dig a big enough hole to construct something, the evil souls buried there are released. My mom used to tell me stories about these incidents when all the children were strictly told to stay at home when a big project was undergoing and how men in vehicles would slowly follow children going home after school. Coming back to 2011, knowing all these stories of our past, our whole family knew something evil was in the tower. But whether what my cousin saw was just a hallucination due to the bright lights of the generator room or something truly evil, only God knows. We conducted pujas around that tower and for a whole year my cousins never went to that area even in bright daylight and my coward ass doesn't even pass by there till this date. Hope you like the story. I really love your podcast and the way you build up into climaxes. All the love from Andaman and Nicobar Island. So cool to have people all over India from parts of India that are otherwise not represented. To reach out to us. Absolutely. That's one of the reasons I picked this story. Is that folklore from parts of India that we don't Mm. necessarily consider in the Indian territory. And from places like Andaman where the population isn't as high as the rest of India. I think those folk tales that travel from generation to generation in those places are really cool. So that's why I included this one. That was a freaky story. I hope no devil was eating children outside the tower. Also... (laughs) I find like lighthouses and towers really scary. I was about to say that. Yes, yes. Right? I, yes. Yes. It's one one of my goals in life is to spend one month in a lighthouse alone. Would not do like that. Like in Scotland or something. Would not what recommend. What an experience it would be. That would be crazy. Yeah, yeah. Then we yeah. can have our aunt's child story. <laughs> no, no, you'll probably have a regular Desi crime story about the missing Aryan or <laughs> the missing true crime podcast host. Waiting for that um, time. <laughs> all right, speaking of missing people and pending court cases, Ishwara, this is a case you covered and there's been a major update. Yes. Charles Sobhraj. He is released. What do you know about the update or let me or should I update you? Because I've, I've done a bit me. of me. I don't know too much. Alright, so the infamous serial killer that you very well documented. Um, we will include the links to the two episodes Ashwara covered in the bio to this episode. But essentially on the grounds of health and age, he has been released by the Nepal Supreme Court. Uh, and he apparently requires an open-heart surgery, among other health complications. So, yesterday, he was deported back to France via Doha, and when AFP asked him, you know, just a few questions, this is what 
the man, the myth, the infamous legend has to say, quote, I feel great. I have a lot to do. I have to sue a lot of people, including the state of Nepal. Oh, end quote. What are your thoughts on that, Ashwara? Firstly, I have some questions about why grounds for heart surgery require that you be sent back to your country. Why can't the heart surgery take place and you be sent right back into prison where you perhaps deserve to be? Um, mm-hmm. But that's a very nonchalant response. Clearly, he's been thinking about some stuff while he's been behind bars. I'm excited to see what happens now. I'm curious. You know what? He he thinks he's been, he also in that interview said he's been incorrectly characterized as a serial killer. Ah. But he is not one. Sure. I feel yeah, like he I don't displays know if he some a d- different label. He he displays some narcissistic tendencies for sure. Absolutely. And I think that Absolutely. was very obviously clear even in the episodes we covered. It's obviously clear now in these comments. Um but wow. What an interesting man. We will see what this brings for all of us. Yeah, just a major breakthrough in a case to thought thought might as well update. Yeah, yeah for sure. Thank the you. Daisy crime family about it. Alright, brings me to my next story. Hi there, Aryan and Ashwara. I've been listening to your podcast since the Madhnapali case and I've been a huge fan since then. I love the horror thriller suspense genre a bit too much. So do we, Ashwara. I used to sleep with my grandmother as a kid and every night my daddy used to tell me bedtime stories that helped me to get better sleep. And I've kind of developed a habit of listening to stories before going to sleep. So now I listen to your podcasts every night before going to bed. And I just love, love, love them. So I have one such eerie story too, which my grandmother used to tell me, obviously. And this is what she experienced. To be more specific, my grandfather was the one who experienced it. So, my dadaji was a Ved, an Ayurved doctor, and a very famous one. And one night, he had to travel to a nearby village to treat a patient in the chilling nights of December. There weren't any means of transport, so he had to walk all the way there. Later that night, he returned back home and went back to sleep. Just a few hours of sleep later, my daddy heard a voice, and it was my grandfather's. He was mumbling something in sleep continuously. My daddy got confused and scared all at once. This had never happened before. He simply had never talked in his sleep before. The mumbling became clearer and my daddy heard him say, Which is just a crude way of saying, Fuck my hand, fuck my hand. And he was saying that repeatedly. It stopped after a while, she thought. Maybe it was just a dream. Next day, my daddy was serving him lunch and all of a sudden, he started saying those words again with the eyes closed and the next moment, he became normal as if nothing had happened. She asked, what was he saying? And more importantly, why was he saying that? He ignored her and just continued eating his meal. This didn't stop just here. It happened again the very next night. He was mumbling again in sleep. Quote, Nahi dunga. BC chhod mera haat. Chhod mera haat. Which translates roughly to, I'm not going to give it. Leave my hand. Leave my hand. By this time, my dadi was terrified. So the next day, she just asked him again. And this time, she needed an answer. 
and upon her asking so many times my dadaji said that he has been seeing a man with no left arm for the last couple of days asking for his hand she Jeez. feels him holding and pushing his left arm and hears quote de de mujhe de de mujhe my dadi's face went pale and she was so terrified she took him to a pandit immediately and he did some chanting later my dadaji found out that while he was on his way to that village a spirit of a man apparently got attached to him who had lost his left arm while he was cutting a tree and died so this was their real life ghost experience i was a kid when she told me this and i got so scared i'm no writer so apologies for the simplicity anonymous okay another terrifying story <laughs> And I think yeah, there are very, very few terrifying. things as realistic as the curse words that leave your mouth when you're deeply yes, scared. Yes, yes. Jeez. And we both of us, you know, our preferred language is English simply because we've been raised in English medium schools and very English households. But but <laughs> yeah. But when anger surfaces absolutely hindi naturally comes out it flows anger humor i feel the deepest of emotions the most complex ones True. hindi yeah. is the language for sure oh that's cute <laughs> that's our ode that's our ode to hindi ode to hindi all yes. right take it home ishwara all right So the email reads Hi Ishwara and Aryan lots of love and greetings to you I'm a huge fan of your podcast honestly I've been listening to your podcast on loop This is A from Mumbai please keep my name anonymous jumping straight to the story So back in 2017 I was a young girl who was working as a freelancer for a voice process in a real estate firm I was working at the sales office of a township project for weeks One Saturday my manager asked me and my three colleagues to shift from the sales office to the gym section of the underdeveloped site and start with our work of calling up the clients in the gym itself as there was no space in the sales office due to the long weekend. We headed with our staff towards the site hardly 100 meters away. We four colleagues reached the second floor of the 28 story tower which was mostly dark and had no one else on the floors as the entire building was completed and the pending work was of other wings. We decided not to work and have some fun as we had no one to keep an eye on us. But one of my colleagues seemed freaked out. It was almost our lunch time so we decided to go back to the office's pantry to warm our lunch. As I carried meat in my lunch, I decided to leave my tiffin there, not to warm my food, as my colleagues were vegetarians. We all went back to the office pantry, did the work, and came back. When we reached the gym, what we saw was horrifying. My lunch box was spilled, and the entire meat gravy was on the floor, as if someone tried to open it up. My friend, who was previously freaked out, started murmuring, "I knew someone is here." I get the vibe. No. The rest of us started laughing as we recalled her telling us once about being able to sense spirit presences. We cleaned up the food with the tissues thinking that some helper might have dropped it mistakenly. We finished our lunch and started clicking pictures and recording slow-mo hair flip videos. After a dozen of clicks, <laughs> I thought of resuming the work. So I took the walkie telephone, put on the speaker and dialed a number to call. What we all heard sent chills to our spine we heard a very weird voice on the speaker without the call being connected 
there were no dial seconds or minutes being flashed but we could hear someone howling in a squeaky and scary tone just like the ones in scary Jesus. movies Jesus I hung up the call Now obviously again my colleagues started yelling at us to leave and to request our managers that we sit back in the sales office as she could sense something weird. We were all told to relax and sit as this could be a cross connection. My other colleague said to her, "See, it's nothing like that. I'm dialing up again on speaker. No one's here." As soon as this colleague dialed again, what happened? I will never forget in my life. We heard a voice again in the same manner but this time the howling noise changed to someone saying I'm present here. No. I can never describe what we felt at that moment. We all took our stuff and ran towards the sales office. We requested our staff manager to let us sit anywhere but there. He got annoyed and asked us to be seated on the dining table in the pantry. We wanted to share this with someone but we were tensed to be ridiculed at. But this is not just the end. We calmed ourselves to consider it as a cross connection and divert our minds by looking at the pictures and the videos we had clicked. Cross connection being when you dial one number but somehow the line connects to some other line, right? Exactly, which used to be which incredibly common, yeah, in India. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, very common. So now they were at this table, they were looking at their pictures and videos that they had clicked while they were in that gym office. What we saw yeah, no, gave no, me goosebumps no. at that moment. One of the slow-mo videos recorded had all four of us in the video, which was scary as hell, <sighs> as only we four were present at the moment and we could see in the mirror near the treadmill a small kid hanging upside down in the video. No. <laughs> the kid had curly hair, no eyes and a smile. Trust me, we almost had a mini heart attack. I cried and called my mother, sent her the video, and made her watch it. She told me to delete the video and never ever go back to the site again. We discussed it with our manager. He warned us to not discuss this with anybody else, as we might lose our jobs. Obviously, the project was at stake, worth crores of rupees. Next day he shifted my three colleagues to a different channel partner's office and shifted me to someone else's team but in the same sales office. I was introduced to another team. I sat and was still thinking about the same incident. My new team lead could sense me being worried. He walked up to me to ask if I was worried or if I was just uncomfortable with the new team. I couldn't lie and I narrated the entire incident. His response gives me chills even today. He said, "Listen just ignore this incident and work hard as here you earn enough just like me. Even I sent something one day when I went towards the same wing. See this bracelet. I got this to protect myself. Almost everyone has faced it and is being quiet because of their job being at stake and because of the project's value of crores wow. of rupees. I left that office the same day. I hope you feature this." Lots of love to you. I never miss your episodes. True fan. <laughs> hey, true fan. You scared the shit out of me. Absolutely. <laughs> Terrifying. Kid hanging in the back in a video. Ishwara, I have geez. to go sleep now. <laughs> I, I hope you all pray for Aryan's good sleep tonight <laughs> because I don't think he'll have much of it. 
right, one thing I want to ask all of your listeners before we go is if you have things like videos and photos to support the stories you send us, send them our way. You know, our Instagram has also blown up and we have quite a few followers. We will post it and, you know, it'll it'll add more layers of evidence to your story, which will make it all the more gripping. Absolutely. I think people would love to see any form of footage that you have with your crazy stories. Crazy stories. Yeah. All right. Speaking of crazy, Ashwara, let's end this one. Happy uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy Merry Christmas. New Year. See happy you in two weeks. 2023. Merry Christmas. Drink responsibly. Yes. Party, party, responsibly. party responsibly. And until then, stay safe. Stay crazy. Stay, Stay this.